Shall we begin? Let's begin now. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Claiming Zero, the podcast for the child-free community with Dallas and Vanessa. I'm still Dallas. Vanessa, are you still feeling like you? Yes, I'm still <laughs> Vanessa. After okay, all good. this time. Hi, everyone. And great news for everybody. So Zoom has decided to go to 40 minutes, no matter what, even if you're two people, mm-hmm. which means <laughs> I can never talk longer than 40 minutes. So you're welcome. <laughs> Like it's that's a blessing and a curse on so many levels because sometimes I just love to talk, yeah. Like before we start recording or like after, well, I know, and we can't do that anymore. We're limited. I know. We'll have to like record. We'll have to do that like separately. You know, like on a phone or something. I don't know. That'd be weird. Like regular friends do. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be odd. I can only talk to you in this kind of scenario. But okay. So speaking of, so real fast, I just want to say I was originally going to do. Um, we got a request in and I was like, oh, I'm going to do that person because we love to hear from you all as listeners and we want to do the things you guys say. So I started doing that person and I just was not, I'm just have a lot of stuff going on. Dallas knows. Mm -hmm. And I was time Mm -hmm. crunching and the person I was going to do was Jane Austen. Mm -hmm. And I did like, did not have enough time to do her justice. I got like 25 minutes into it and was like, oh, she needs like a whole few days to like yeah yeah sometimes the research can be really simple and straightforward and sometimes you're like I google this and there's 20 things I want to read about her well and that's the other thing like the literature it's like oh and then read this and I'm like oh my gosh I don't read so that (laughs) takes a whole (laughs) so not doing Jane Austen today but we will do Jane Austen yeah for sure I'm going to try and convince Dallas to do it because he reads and I don't, <laughs> but today, okay. I'm going to see if you can guess who it is. Um, it's a male. Okay. Him story episode. <laughs> yep. Bringing in the males. It is someone from the past. Okay. And let's see, what else can I tell you? Um, I want to say that like every single person knows who this man is for sure. That's still really vague. <laughs> okay. Everybody knows who this person is, and he is super famous in the bar scene. Captain Morgan? Close, but no. It is American distiller and businessman (gasps) Jasper Newton Daniel, a.k.a. Jack Daniel. What? Vanessa! I know. so cool. I'm already intrigued. Yes, and you're going to be even more in love when you find out the big, huge amazing story behind how he started his business are you ready oh give it to me yes okay I'm gonna keep it tight and concise so (laughs) I just want to say before I get into this the reason I thought about doing him is I'm like obsessed with the history channel Mm -hmm. and I was watching this like whatever it was it was like beers and bars or whatever Mm -hmm. um, that made up American history and he popped up and they were like talking about him and I don't know about you but now I'll just always like in my head go I wonder if they were child free Yes. Right. And so I was just watching it and I was, I asked my, I asked my like little Google home and I was like, is he a child-free person or did he have children? And they were like, no. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. So sweet. So you did that research on the front end. (laughs) 
Yeah, I did that on the exactly. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Dallas. Yes. Yes. Okay. So here we go. So we're gonna start right off the get go with saying that um nobody knows his exact birthday. Oh. So okay. the fun story behind that um we know is in September. And it is like the company itself, Jack Daniels, um, does celebrate his whole birthday the entire month, which I think is hilarious. Love it. I want that. But where the actual like library or whatever, like where his he was born, he was born in mm-hmm. Lynchburg, Tennessee, like that the records are were burned. So oh, no one okay. knows exactly. So here's the controversy. So people, some people say he was born in 1850 because that's what his tombstone says. So you would think that's the most accurate, right? Yeah. But his mother, his mother is said to have died in 1847. Oh, so that would be possible. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. So all these different historians and et cetera, et cetera, have done like all this research. And Mm -hmm. so they think his actual birthday is September of 1849. And that his mother also died in 1849 because Mm -hmm. in his sister's diary, she writes about how they filled out the paperwork and wrote um, the wrote the right date of nine, but they thought it was a seven. So there was like a. Oh, sure. So we think he was born in 1849. I'm already fascinated. I know. (laughs) Seriously. So intrigued. Like you had to find somebody's diary. Right. So, and it was, yeah, that, and then there's census records. And then like, again, like Mm -hmm. all these historians like debate it. It's like a whole thing. If you Google like his birthday, there's like articles and articles and articles. Wow. Okay. So that being said, let's start with his childhood. So he was the youngest of 10 children. Of course he was. (laughs) (laughs) We have that in common, but I'm not the youngest. Mm -hmm. Um, His mother, Lucita Daniel, um, she did pass from complications from birth not gonna you know child-free podcast maybe 10 children's a little too much we're just gonna Mm. leave that there okay her his father Calloway Daniel um after his mother passed his father decided to remarry two years later and had three more children so there are 13 of them total okay um he is of Wales and Scottish descent and um his father ended up passing away in the civil war which was in 1861 he was born in the u.s yes okay okay sorry that's like his lineage um so yes born in the u.s and then his um father died in the civil war in 1861 and after his father passed he was still very young so if we're saying he was born in 18 what do we say 1849 he was somewhere Mm -hmm. around like 11 12 13 in that range Mm-hmm. And so when that happened, he, it was kind of like a Cinderella situation where he did not want to be around his stepmom. So uh, he ran away. So he became an orphan at a very young age. Okay. So yes. he's a teenager. He's out on his own. He gets taken in by a gentleman named Dan Call. Dan Call is like a local farmer, preacher, and distiller. And that's okay. where like he learns everything. Yes. So... We'll get into the cool story with that in a second. But before we get into that, he himself was a very small human. He was five foot two. Oh, wow. And he wore a size four shoe, (laughs) which I find hilarious. Uh Very tiny man. Um, 
we know from just like oral stories that people passed around the town uh, that he loved like speed. So he would like run everywhere. He wouldn't walk anywhere. Not the drug, but like being no, fast. Not the okay. drug. <laughs> I immediately went to the drug speed. He was like jacked up all the time. <laughs> no, he loved like, <laughs> he loved being fast. Got it. <laughs> so he would run everywhere. He went um, he did not finish out his education. We know that he dropped out of school and that although people have said like, oh, he was an uneducated person, he did continue like homeschooling. Um, when he lived with Dan Call, his wife, Mary Jane, insisted mm-hmm. that he finish up some schooling and he also loved to read. So he was a smart human. He just didn't mm-hmm. stay in the traditional education. Um, well, and back then that I feel like that couldn't have been that uncommon. Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, okay, we're going to fast forward a little bit because there's not much about him other than that in his early Mm. years. So then we fast forward to 1875 when he receives an inheritance from his father. Now, the reason this took so long is because he had to like go back and forth with his siblings, which Mm. when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, that makes sense because God forbid something happened to my parents. Mm -hmm. We're not giving the money to like my youngest sibling, the last person, right? But however that happened, he ends up getting the inheritance. So with that money, he's at this point now about 26 years old. He goes to Dan, the gentleman who, you know, the farmer, Mm -hmm. the preacher, and he's like, hey, we should start our own distill business. And Dan's like, for sure. So they start their own business. And that's when like this whole thing is birthed. Okay. I'm just picturing like two bros that are like, yeah, bro, you like distilling? Yeah, bro, you? Yeah, bro, just got some inheritance. Cool, bro. If Jack Daniel was saying bro, he's way ahead of his time for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, the other thing I thought was really cool is like when I looked up Jack Daniel's, like the company, it was hilarious because it said like on the bio and like area, because you know how it'll say like where something is for mm-hmm. area, it said served worldwide. And I thought that was hilarious. They're like everybody, like we're yes. not even gonna. <laughs> okay. Yes, love it. Here's the coolest part of his story that I know you're going to love. So after he left his family and he went to work on the farm, he actually became friends with one of the slaves because that was the time frame we were living in. Mm. That farm worker's name was Nearest Green. Okay? okay. So Nearest is actually the man who taught Jack everything about brewing whiskey. Mm. So originally, uh, yes. And so when the emancipation happened in 1863, Dan and Jack had gone into business together and Dan was like, you know what? I want to be a full-time preacher. So I'm going to sell my whole business to you. So Jack was like, okay, great. And then he turns to nearest and he's like, do you want to be my new partner? So he goes into business with nearest. And the coolest thing about that is that they were not just in business together. They were like besties and thickest thieves. And to this day, those families continue to run the business together. Awesome. I love that. And the other cool thing about this story is that if you, cause I was like reading and listening to a lot of different like historians and there's like a biography on Jack Daniel and all those things. And if in these um, bios, when people talk about him, they're like, it's impossible to talk about uncle Jack or however they called him mm-hmm. without talking about nearest. So wow. even at the time like when bio- bios were being written about him in like the 1960s, when mm-hmm. racism is still running rampant, mm-hmm. you couldn't, you, they, they couldn't take nearest out of the story because mm-hmm. he was so like, that was family. 
like near yeah. sat at the table, his family's like, it was just really cool to like hear all these different stories of, they're like, no, it's mm-hmm. uncle Jack and it was uncle nearest and they did it together. And like, he wanted it to be known that way. So I thought that awesome. was really cool. Yeah, For sure. We'll learn, we'll turn more about a uh, nearest as we go through. Okay. So, um, oh, here we go. So uh, nearest wasn't just teaching him about whiskey he also taught him a lot about culture and like music so Mm -hmm. nearest played the fiddle and so dan call who was the farm owner would host dances on the farm and nearest play right doesn't that sound like a good time yeah (laughs) and um jack would like sit and like listen and like learn how to play and so then he adopted that into his when he became older and he would have mm-hmm. parties and he would do like the same thing. Okay. So we're going to fast forward to the 1880s. Um, Jack Daniels is, he's one of the 15 distilleries that was in Morrow County and he is the now the second most productive. So he's like taken off like crazy. That's a lot of distilleries in one County. I know. Right. <laughs> that's a lot. That, yeah. I mean, that's cool, but that's crazy. They're like, I have the best best whiskey no I do no I do yeah very competitive (laughs) very competitive yes um okay and then talking about the actual brand for a little bit so if you look at the bottle in itself so you'll see it has on a Jack Daniels bottle you see old number seven and there's a couple Mm -hmm. different stories behind why it has the number seven the first is that that was the number assigned to their distillery as you just mentioned there was a lot of them right so it was like oh you're number seven (laughs) 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 And then later it got changed, but he kept that number seven. Okay. That's one of the rumors. The other is that it came from the recipe, right? So it took them like seven times to get it right. And then that was the recipe they liked. And so now they go with seven. The third and my favorite is that he had six girlfriends, (laughs) but whiskey was his seventh love. This is great. I love a good little bit of gossip. (laughs) making it good old number seven. Oh, that's so funny <laughs> i hope that's the truth i want I that really to be the truth <laughs> so why was he so successful in this business well the recipe that he had it wasn't that it was just like a unique recipe um there was actually all of those distilleries made whiskey using the same kind of process and the same method but mm-hmm. it says jack just did it better So no one really knows like what specific, it's not like he had a secret ingredient or anything. Mm -hmm. He just Mm -hmm. did it better. Um, But that recipe and the method that they use back then is the same recipe and method that they use today, which is. That's kind of rare. Cause I like, I think about Coca-Cola for instance. I mean, that recipe has changed and the way that you manufacture that stuff has changed. So that's crazy. Right. The fact that it, well, and again, it goes back to like, it's been in the family, which we're going to get to that. Cause as child free people, people always say like, well, who's going to have your legacy. And it uh, kind Uh of reminded me of Hershey where, Oh yeah. You know, like we'll get to that. So, okay. Um, so just a little fun fact about how they distill this whiskey nowadays. I thought this was really cool. So what they do is they have this specific building in Lynchburg where they put all of the whiskey to mature and it's like built specifically with different like pockets and windows so that it can like, Mm. you know, do its thing. And they leave it in there for four years. Wow. And after four years, they do an initial tasting. I'm like, sign me up for that job. Who's that guy? (laughs) Then they determine if it's ready. If it is, it gets bottled. Great. If it's not, it's put back. And then it gets tested at year five and year six, et cetera, until it's year eight. And after that, 
they're like, throw it out. It's a bad batch because it'll lose its sweetness. Mm-hmm. And I made a note that this is all, this is how we should date this. We should put them back, yeah. let them mature. And if they're not ready, you get a year to, to get your shit together, throw them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that would make more sense. I'm, I'm approving of this process. <laughs> I don't know how to have the patience for it, but I approve. I know, right? <laughs> okay. Um, so his whiskey was originally sold by the barrel. Well, all whiskey was sold by the barrel, which again, mm-hmm. I'm like, let's bring that back. That sounds fun. And then they went to jugs and then they went to <laughs> bottles. Okay. So the bottle was this whole controversy because everybody else had actual bottles. And he, if you look at the Jack Daniels bottle, it's like more of a square, right? Mm-hmm. Totally not done at the time. And so there's a couple different oral stories to this. Some people say it was his nephew's idea because he did have a couple nephews that ended up stepping into the business. Um, Others say that he did. So here's the different three theories. One Mm -hmm. says he did it to keep the integrity of the whiskey because the way it was transported was in trucks or wagons, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you had it in bottles, like they would roll around. But if you put it in a square bottle, it would stay in its original right I know I'm like oh yeah that makes sense (laughs) so that was one theory this other story which I love it goes like this a local glass salesman wore out his shoes and his patients going back and forth with samples (laughs) that stubborn Jack rejected one after another finally he showed him the only bottle he had left a square one and thinking it over a moment Jack remarked with a smile a square bottle for a square shooter. <laughs> and I feel like that is exactly what happened. Like, I- unless you were there, you, you made that all up. <laughs> I know. But here's the thing, like, in, uh, like, because he was born, raised, and, like, grew this mm-hmm. business in Lynchburg, Tennessee, it has been passed down through generations, like, the stories, including, sure. including the, the original, like, origin of, like, who he learned everything from. So I think it's, it is possibly that it's been exaggerated, obviously, but a lot of yeah, this is funny. just like kept in its, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so obviously the whiskey grew in popularity. It ended up receiving a gold medal for the finest whiskey in 1904 at the St. Louis World's Fair. And that's when it really like took off and everyone's like, oh, we got to go get this whiskey because mm-hmm. it's the best. But then we all know that prohibition ends up happening. And then just like everybody else, reputation starts going down because mm-hmm. now there's the temperance movement and people are pushing back against drinking, which no one should ever do because we all need a good drink every once in a while. need a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so today the Jack Daniels Distillery is located in Tennessee's Morrow County, um, which is really funny because it's actually a dry county since prohibition. Oh my gosh. So you can't legally purchase any liquor there. You can buy the bottles in the gift shop, but you won't actually get served anything at like a store or a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And that's where it lives with this. That's hilarious. It's funny. Um, <laughs> okay. Some accomplishments of not just the business, but Jack himself. So starting with the business, um, Jack Dance has sold well over 16.1 million cases that's where they were sitting around like 2017 so it's been more than that since wow the distillery is the oldest oldest registered distillery in the entire country 
when Frank Sinatra died, he loved Jack Daniels so much that he was buried with a bottle of Jack. Oh, wow. <laughs> in addition to a pack of cigarettes and a lighter and et cetera. But he was like, <laughs> bottle of Jack. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's now owned by the Brown Foreman Corporation. It's been owned by the Brown Foreman Corporation since 1956. Jack himself was also just a businessman in general. So he was really into fashion. He ended up starting a pocket watch company. And one of those pocket watches that he designed is considered to be like a prized jewel and it's in a museum. Oh, wow. Um, so he like did other things. He owned and operated two full saloons called the White Rabbit and the Red Dog. How original. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I think um, there's a Red Dog saloon in Alaska. Oh, nice. Just random fact. I think I remember. <laughs> oh, there you go. Random fact. You heard it here first, folks. So he operated both of the saloons, um, which were in Lynchburg Town Square. They obviously don't operate anymore to this day, but mm-hmm. he did. Um, today, every year, seven graduating high school students are selected from Moreau County High School, which is right next door to the distillery. And Jack Daniels pays for their tuition for an associate's degree in exchange for two years of part-time work at their restaurant. And they have like a tourist attraction there in the, in the town. Yeah. Is it um, seven because it's old number seven? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Call back. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm remembering. <laughs> well, we're going to keep it going with the sevens. So <laughs> Jack Daniels currently employs 700 people. Ooh. Two thirds are generational. Love 95 that. right and 95 percent are local to lynchburg so this is like the pride yeah. of their town um most of their staffers are part-time because as a policy they don't promise full-time employment to anyone unless they guarantee they're going to stay with the company for life because that comes mm-hmm. with like all kinds of benefits and they promise them if you come full-time we'll never let you go and i'm curious of what happened in the pandemic but there wasn't a lot to say about that because that's on the hush hush you know the full-time employees were like you said never yeah never and never i've been here for 60 years <laughs> yeah so it's very much like all in the family right um it's the only distillery in the world that has its own fire department what i know i was Protect like that's that whiskey <laughs> there's like a 34 person team and um they have like a like a yard it's called firehouse number seven and it's like right next door i'm like dude we need like i want to go visit this is yeah it sounds really cool i've been to dollywood next it's lindsburg tennessee here we go (laughs) pack our bags let's go okay and then going back to you know him being a kid and he was like oh i like being fast and he likes you know speed not the drug Mm -hmm. it is rumored that jack daniel owned the very first automobile in the entire country what which would make sense because he was probably the wealthiest man at the time yeah and i mean hello the man loved to go really fast what goes faster than an automobile nothing at the plane oh (laughs) at the time (laughs) at the time (laughs) you're like a plane um i thought this was trivia (laughs) no no it's not trivia I was like, oh, that's cool. Okay, now the child-free stuff, which we all love. So obviously never had kids, also was never married. He did take his nephews under his wing, um, but they also became like part owners of the business and he ended up handing the business over to them entirely. Okay. But nothing about them like like raising them from babies. Because he never married, um, 
and he had never had any children that he literally brought his nephews in because people were always asking like, well, who's going to take over the company and who's going to, you For know, sure. and he's like, well, you know what? I've got some nephews that are pretty smart. And so mm-hmm. I'm just going to have them take over. Uh, the rumors are that he was a ladies man. So he had the option, but just chose never to settle down. Like he dated and he was um, described as a Southern gentleman and that he had a great sense of humor through parties and just always like had the social scene going, but just a bachelor life. Yeah, (laughs) never. And I think it's important for us to like put this in here because unfortunately Mm -hmm people get a stigma of like, oh, well, you didn't marry, have kids because you couldn't or because it wasn't an option for you. Mm -hmm. And even at this time, it's like, no, like he clearly had many. And like, let's think about it. Wealthiest man. I don't know about you, but if someone like, if they start inventing cars that turn into planes and there's (laughs) like, Devin's the first one to get that, I'm like, put a ring on it. Let's go. (laughs) the first car he was a very eligible bachelor for sure (laughs) this is really cool and I think everyone in the child-free community is going to be like yes because we talk about it often he was known to this day as giving lavish birthday and wedding presents (gasps) and even loaned money to many different like not nonprofits, but different people in the town Mm -hmm. um and never expected to be repaid like they, he was just known Aww. to be like generous yeah. Jack who would just like help people out. He even like financed, he, it says he financed every church in Moreau County, except <laughs> the one church that refused the money from the quote, whiskey maker, which is a very, <laughs> I love it. that's funny, but that's like one of those things. Like when we talk about like the benefits of living the child-free life and how he chose, like he had all this money, he could have done whatever he wanted with it. Mm-hmm. And he chose to give it back to his community, to yes. bless people around him. Like, I think that that is something that we don't really get enough credit for. If we choose to do that, there's no pressure to do that. Yeah. But you can be the extravagant gift giver because mm-hmm. who else are you going to provide for, you know? Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Um, So there's this little um, story about this photo and I'm going to post it on our Instagram for everyone to look at, but there's this photo of um, the company in itself. And in that photo, you'll see Jack. He's very distinctive. He had a very distinctive look, got the stash going. Five foot two, always (laughs) in the front row. (laughs) Yeah, right. So in this photo, he is sitting in like the middle and right next to him is an African-American man. And for years, people were like, oh, that's that's Nestor, that's Nestor. And they must've been best friends because they look about the same age. But actually it's not, it's Nestor's son, George. And so George, it just proves that like he kept them in, in the family. So mm-hmm. he was older and he hired his sons. And the coolest thing about this photo is that because he was sitting to his right, that is the position of honor, which was completely unheard of at the time for an African-American man to be like in the center of this photo and to the right of the business owner. And they just look like happy as can be. So (gasps) I'll share that on our Instagram. What is that where the the phrase your right hand man comes from? I'm just thinking of Hamilton. We're like, your right hand man. I mean, (laughs) please sing it for us. I don't clearly don't know the words. (laughs) I don't know. We're going to have to go more into the depths of history fascinated for sure right (laughs) Right? we've opened up a can of words 
So definitely Jack Daniel coined the phrase right hand man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're just, Without a doubt, we're stating this as fact. <laughs> this is facts. You heard it here. Um, so yeah, so he just was, he sounds like he was the kind of person who was just like, no Fs given. This is my yeah. company. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. I'm going to break all of these standards and expectations and be different and do it my way. And to this day, yeah. it still like resonates with people. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, he did pass. He's not the oldest man in the world. So (laughs) he passed in 1911 from blood poisoning. He passed right before prohibition. And I think that's kind of hysterical. Yeah. Like, you know, he was like, we're great. We're golden, guys. You got it. And then years later, he's like, oh, shoot. Um, (laughs) He did pass the company over to his nephews in 1907. So for those last few years of his life, like he wasn't really like running the business, but obviously... Mm -hmm reaping the benefits so the last uh, tall tale i'll tell you that they pass around (laughs) in the community is about his death we know he died from blood poisoning but how did he get blood poisoning dallas funny you should ask i did ask (laughs) the story goes that he came into work one day and he was going into his safe and he could not get into that safe And he couldn't remember the combination because he was very bad at remembering things. So in seeing his frustration, he kicks the safe, which cuts and bruises his toe, which then causes an infection. So he has to get the toe removed. Later on, the infection spreads. He gets his foot removed. Years later, it spreads more. He has to get his whole leg removed. And then seven years past that, he ends up passing away from infection from his toe seven years <laughs> it's all making sense oh that safe did he wait he legitimately like had his like leg removed yes oh my gosh yeah um so uh that safe that everybody speculates is what mm-hmm. done him in is <laughs> actually in new york city in one of the bars that pays tributes to him you can like go and see the safe oh, and wow. etc yeah pretty cool so that is the life and legacy of Jack Daniels. And I also thought it was really hysterical that in one of the articles I was reading, the fact that his name was Jasper and everyone was saying like, could you imagine being like, I'll get a Jasper and Coke. Yes. That would sound so <laughs> weird, right? It would. It very much would. And I do also want to give a shout out to this was I took a lot of this from the actual like there's a Jack Daniels historian mm-hmm. Nelson, Nelson Eddy probably should get the guy's name right Nelson <laughs> Eddy I took a lot of my information from him so just want to give a shout yeah. out because you know don't ever want to be ripping off other people's information but <laughs> I thought this was fascinating and now I we need agree to go Jack and Coke um yes okay two things one my I, I do drink Jack every now and then, but obviously when I said Captain Morgan, that was my, that's my go-to. Um, but Apple Jack is mm-hmm. so good. It's apple flavored Jack Daniels. It's really good. Um, you can mix it in the fall time with an apple cider Ooh. and you'll drink more than you should because it's so good. <laughs> um, so second thing, I love that these sort of like just to learn the history of these household names like Hershey and mm-hmm. like Jack Daniel, because these are obviously brands that mm-hmm. we recognize now in 2022, but the stories behind the people and not only how they get started, because it's always 
is a really cool story about how, you know, a lot of the names for brands were family names. And so I get that, but just to learn about like their life, like this guy was just having a blast, having a blast, just doing what he wanted to do. Didn't bother himself with the traditions of getting married and having kids, but was so successful. Right. Right. I think (laughs) it just, it, and again, back to like what I said at the top, like it just brings like a little, like peace to your heart like it makes me happy when I see something cool mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I wonder if that person had kids and then yes. you look it up and then it's like oh they didn't and there's just a piece of me it's like yes another one you know yeah you feel I don't know you just feel you just feel better not that it's a and sometimes you know I look people up and it's like yeah they have like three kids I'm like oh that's all right you know then nothing against yeah. them but something like this that it's like every, again everybody knows who Jack Daniel is and I yeah. just love that now like, like I talk about Hershey all the time. Like yeah. when people give me crap about being child-free, I'm like, okay, well then don't eat Hershey bars. How about that? Or then- all the other good things that Hershey makes, but yes, agreed. And that's like, that's, what's so cool about it is because when both of these men, and I'll speak specifically to Jack Daniel, but like in the second half of the 1800s, mm-hmm. it was even more an assumption that you get married and have kids. And it is now because yeah. that nobody wanted to do something that didn't fall in line with tradition and for these men and and he'll Merton Hershey was married so yeah his wife may or may not have gotten flack about not having kids with him we don't know but for Jack Daniel to not even have not even get married right it's like a whole different thing I just think that's so cool and, and I love to learn about the histories about that because they're so fascinating. History is actually cool. I know. I'm a history. I'm a history geek. I love the you history are. channel. I yeah. love it. So this was a fun one. And mm-hmm. I love that, you know, he like that the story has been passed down through generations and generations and like people still stay true to what it is. Mm-hmm. And they don't try to cut out any part of it. And he just sounds like a really cool person. And I love that he's like this. If you're if you're a man listening to this, which we know we have so many male listeners, but if, no, seriously, if you're a man listening, like the legacy thing, like mm-hmm. when I was telling Devin about, about this, he was like, so he still had a legacy. And I'm like, yeah, your legacy is not defined by your, by your, your, the children you create, like your legacy doesn't even have to be something this big or this br- like a brand, like mm-hmm. your legacy is yourself and like what you pour into the world. That's mm-hmm. it. And so, like, I think that's really cool that, like, it can be an empowering thing for, 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 for men who feel that pressure. Like they do, you know, like, oh, well, you're not, if you do this big, great thing, who's going to take care of it. Right. And whether you leave something big and memorable behind like this, and you basically support an entire community through and through, or you just leave nothing behind, but just some peace and quiet. Like, that's right. It doesn't really matter. That's right that's what I'm going to leave behind is a big indent in my pillow <laughs> they're going to be like here lies Vanessa who never gave up a good pillow silence well, that is our history episode today Yay. y'all so I'm sorry it's not Jane Austen but you know what we need to give some 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 time for her because yes yes so special. go and enjoy a nice Jack and Coke 
And while you're sipping on that, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe if you're not following us on social media or on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, make sure you're doing that. And if you want to reach out to us via email instead, it's claiming zero podcast at gmail.com. And Vanessa and I would love to hear from you. And I'm not being sarcastic. We enjoy listener emails so very much. We do. We enjoy them. Please let us know how you feel about our history and history, people you want to know about, because Mm -hmm. the more of us that are out there sending information in, the more we can share it with everybody. So thank you for listening. And Dallas, look, I did it. It's not 50 minutes. You're welcome, everybody. Thanks to (laughs) Zoom and all of our friends out there. We'll talk to you guys next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.